0: First found out we were pregnant on Easter day. Yeah, it was a family dinner and like everybody the whole family was there and like I was ecstatic. Like, we were both ecstatic and like I'm terrible with secrets and I was like ah, I want to just tell everybody but we both like we both knew we really couldn't. We didn't want to say anything just because you never know for a little while.
1: We actually waited quite a long time before we told our family.
0: Yeah I was dying. That was probably the hardest thing uh, of the pregnancy is just like me trying to keep it a secret for everybody.
1: It was, I mean, it's especially hard when you find out Easter morning you're pregnant. You're just around your entire family the yeah. whole day. Yeah.
0: And everybody's like, hey, what's new? Well, nothing.
1: <laughs> same old, same, same old. Same
0: old. Just uh, just living the dream. Just. Uh,
1: we had so much yeah. going on at that point, though, because I had just gotten this job at USA Today and so we that also, the other part of it is we just didn't want to overwhelm our families, letting them know that we were moving away. I was accepting a new job.
0: Yeah, that was, that was literally, it was just like that time frame was just nuts. So we were waiting to hear if Ashley got the job and if we were going to be moving down here and Ashley got the job. And then like within that same week that we were like trying to pack up, that's when we found out we were pregnant
1: and you were actually away on military orders during that time. Yep,
0: and I was gone for two weeks. It was just crazy. So that's been 2016 so far. And, uh, and we'll close out with a new baby.
1: At this point, I think I want the baby out of me. I want the baby to come out. I'm ready for this to be over. I'm off work. And I'm ready to have this child. So any day now, really hoping that he comes out. (laughs) My doctor came into the room today, saying, where is this baby? Because I think everyone is expecting to be here. (laughs) I know realizing I was pregnant on Easter morning will always be burned into my mind because it was that moment that I realized, nothing is wrong with us, we can have a child, we are gonna have a family, we're gonna have a natural little baby, and it's going to have some of my features and some of Curtis's features, and I'm gonna be able to carry a baby. And that was an awesome feeling. Episode seven is about my new identity as a mom. For the record, I'm still not sure I know what that means. For most of my pregnancy, I felt totally unprepared to be a mom. It's not that I didn't wanna be a mom or I don't wanna be a mom, it's just I'm not sure what I needed to do to be qualified. How many books should I read? What things do I need? Do I need to have some sort of parenting plan? With my due date closing in, I feel a little more prepared. I mean, we have a crib and a changing table, but I'm still not sure what kind of parent I'll be. And I think that the most I've gotten out of this pregnancy is also just what other mothers have shared with me during their pregnancy. And Mary, this is your first child. It is. And Desire, this is your second. Number two.
2: I feel this need to prepare and I don't know what I should be doing. So we took um, this like kind of baby overview class at a place called the Breastfeeding Center in Washington, D.C. So it was like baby care basics breastfeeding basics sleep um, and one other topic and they they just call it like their sampler workshop and we did that in a three-hour weekend day and that was awesome and one really cool thing is if you've done just general reading up until then like you're hearing the same information again so it's nice to have it like confirmed the more that we prepare the less anxious i feel so now i'm just at the point where like if she's ready then i'm ready too yay yeah
3: I would also add that classes can be just amazing way to cut down on the anxiety of such a big change in your life. I dragged my husband to maybe about 3 different classes and he was like, "Oh my gosh, here we go again. We're learning about babies." So <laughs> much to like, <laughs> it is scary. scary. It's not
1: like we go to school for our entire lives exactly. or anything to to uh to have a baby but we do for our careers and we study for other things everything else and we're just supposed to know we're just supposed to know how this is all gonna work and it is terrifying Curtis and I went to an intro to childcare class at the hospital think putting diapers on plastic babies I also went to a breastfeeding class solo when he was away on military orders The idea that milk is going to start coming out of my nipples is weird to me, and I just want to learn how to control all of that. Welcome to Ready, Set, Baby. Uh, It's a prenatal breastfeeding class.
2: What to expect in the the very early days um, after the baby's born. You're going to see certain behaviors, and we call that feeding cues.
1: How long are some of the first feedings?
2: Normally, I'm hoping a baby's going to feed for maybe 10 or 15
3: minutes.
1: Okay. A certain schedule you should get on you know like every so many hours if you're planning to try and get a couple sleep like some sleep mm-hmm. should you set an alarm for you know mm-hmm. an hour or no Okay.
2: there's not a schedule <laughs> there's no clock watching with the baby we're watching the baby even though we say we want the baby to feed about eight to twelve times a day we're not doing that mathematically babies just like us Sometimes they're hungrier, sometimes they eat more, and sometimes they eat less. Sometimes they eat more frequently, and sometimes they go longer because they're, they're ready to sleep more. I know someone who pumps while commuting.
1: Wow. In the car? Or, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs>
2: I personally gave up on pumping during work because I just could never get to pumping. In
3: terms of lactation, you have to make your own decisions regarding that. I would do the research and figure out what you want to do. Ultimately, it will be up to that baby. <laughs> but I would say try to be flexible. Don't put pressure on yourself to do what, you know, has to be all you have to breastfeed. No, you don't. You have to do what works for you and your family. And don't let anybody tell you anything different. It's You're going to get a lot of advice. A lot of unsolicited advice. Oh yeah, I've already (laughs) got some of that. We've probably given you some. (laughs) that's fine. That happens. I'm not going to really know if
1: the breastfeeding class has helped until I'm actually breastfeeding. And I think it was good just for peace of mind. Like I do feel like a little bit more prepared than I did before. And breastfeeding was one of those things that a lot of moms and friends told me would be helpful It seems, breastfeeding seems so natural, but apparently it's very difficult to learn techniques and it's a lot more than just bringing your baby up to your nipple, (laughs) apparently. But I'm interested to see if once I'm actually breastfeeding, if I can put all those techniques to use. I talked to my boss Holly about it. So if I want to pump, I'm like, how do I do this? Where do I go in the office? Is this kosher for me to be going into a conference room and pumping out breast milk? I don't know. I don't know what devices to use. My mom kind of just gave up on it because she didn't understand how the equipment worked and she
4: was at home and she didn't really need to use it. Pumping's super weird too. Um, I, I did it obviously with both kids for six months. And you feel like this weird postmodern cow where you're hooked up to this machine and just like, zoom, 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 zoom. Um, and it's not comfortable the first time you do it. It it took me, um, with Lucy, my first, I was trying to pump ahead of time because you read on these mommy blogs, like people that have been pumping since the baby was born and they've stored up 200 million ounces of milk in their freezer and they never have to pump again. I was like, that's going to be me. False. False. Um, pumping when you have a kid around is nearly impossible. The first couple of times I tried it, it's like the kid smells it and she she started screaming and I couldn't do it unless I like I had to have Casey take her out of the house for me to do it while what? she was home. I know, it's insane. I mean, it's weird. Biology is crazy. She's like, "That's my milk. What are you doing with it? Don't store it." What are you I'm hungry now. That's so weird. I didn't know that happened. Yeah. The other thing is she wouldn't take a bottle. That was really stressful. She wouldn't take a bottle until I was gone out of the house for several hours. She basically had to starve herself until. um, And it's really stressful on the dad to, you know, give the baby the first bottle. And especially when the baby's not used to it, it's hard. You know, babies are hard. Yeah. That's there's some advice that is true. Babies are hard. Both of mine were just hungry little caterpillars when they came out and wanted to eat immediately. But I have tons of friends that have, they've been in tears, you know, you feel like you're not sufficient if you can't do it. Or I have a friend whose child latched just fine, but even at her baby follow-up appointments, they were like, you need to start supplementing because um, it's not gaining enough weight and there's my mom just...
1: had to do that. Her her milk didn't have enough nutrients in it, so they had to start. So she started supplementing at a certain time. It was, I think, earlier than what she wanted to.
4: Right. And psychologically, how does that make you feel? Like I, I know my friend had a, a bit of a struggle with it. She was like, "I feel so guilty. Why? Why is my body not producing the nutrients that my baby needs?" Um, but you know, don't feel bad. It is what it is.
1: Before even talking about motherhood, pregnancy itself can really affect a woman's identity. The first negative pregnancy test I took made me feel like a failure. A lot of women struggle with infertility and miscarriages. Not to mention a changing body and hormones really mess with your sense of self. While I didn't experience infertility and miscarriages, a lot of my friends have. It's really helpful to talk to other people about it.
2: getting pregnant for us was hard it took longer than we thought it it would and we didn't really expect it to happen without medical intervention at at this point but um it was the week of thanksgiving which is also the week of my birthday and i was looking at like my tracker app and going like my period's kind of late that's weird didn't mention it to my husband because we had just already kind of been up and down the emotional roller coaster so much and i had looked at so many pregnancy tests that said not pregnant And I looked at this one and I was like, oh, my God. And I was like, Mike, in this like crazy voice. And he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, look at this. And he looked at it and he was like, what? And I was like, I know. And we were both just like, what? And then it was like, what do we do? (laughs) You know, and is it real? And it was like, quick, drink all this water and take another one. (laughs) And I was like, I'm filling up my glass right now. It was such a surprise and like such a special moment that it happened on its own that, um, yeah, I'll never forget that. It was amazing.
1: Wow. How long did it take you, if you don't mind me asking?
2: Probably about a year and a half from the time we started trying until we got pregnant. Yep.
1: It was almost a year for us, and I remember just peeing on a lot of sticks. Yeah, right. (laughs) And when... It's the (laughs) beginning of,
2: like, just letting it all out there and, like, you know, not really caring about who knows what and
3: where you are and visiting doctors and <laughs> yep my drawer looked like a drugstore because I had several um, pregnancy tests in there I was I knew where to go to get them I knew the value deal get the two pack <laughs> um, because we had been pregnant several times before um, so I think the first time you know, we were really, really excited, and then as the times progressed, it, it was, we're still hopeful. We're still holding on. We still have hope. Um, but it was just a little bit like you still have to prepare yourself for what could not be. A lot of tears, lots of tears, lots of whys, um, trying to understand what happened. And there just isn't any logical explanation. It's not like most things where you're like, oh, okay, this medical thing happened because, you know, X. But there's just absolutely no reason why your body just made that decision. And that's something you have to live with. Um, So it was very difficult. I think Um, I tried to work through it and keep coming to work and at some point my body was like no you can't you need to just let this ride and get some rest and um just heal but my mind it was really it was really my mind that needed the healing because there was no there was no way to um get the peace that I needed to move past it so it took a lot of prayer for me Um, And then people don't know what to say. They don't know what to say. They don't know how to handle that. So that was difficult. Um, So it was really just kind of like my faith, my husband's support, um, and just keeping hope alive. I know that sounds cliche, but that's the thing that just kept me believing that it was going to happen and I just needed to have hope. So I think with Zoe, Zoe, it was weird because I just kind of knew it. This was it, and my husband was like, you know, he kind of had that tempered, like, "Yay!" <laughs> 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 but he was hold, he was hanging in there, and um, we were both excited. But it, it was a very kind of muted, kind of like, "We're excited. We know this is it, but we are scared to death that it's not." So I think, yeah, by the time Zoe came along, um, it was just like, phew, you know, like, whew. Like, I think by the time I was um, midway through, I finally could just kind of relax. But the first time, I mean, looking at the stick, it just wasn't. I did feel like a mom and I had all those emotions again, but it just was like each time it was like, okay, we're going to do this. It's going to happen. You know, you just kind of encourage yourself. With this one, it was like, uh, eh, he's coming. I'm not <laughs> worried. You know what I mean? So it's been a different experience. Um, but we just never gave up. So that was the thing that kept it going.
1: We cried when we saw the heartbeat for the first time because that made it real. We appreciated the stick with the two lines on it that told us we were pregnant, but when we heard the heartbeat for the first time, it was a baby. It was our baby. It's really weird to think of us as parents.
0: I think it's going to bring us closer together. I mean, when you first get married, you definitely have to make those life decisions together. Mm-hmm. Having a child also just entirely um, impacts everything you do. It's gonna be a mutual, like, okay, are you gonna be a bad cop? Am I gonna be a good cop? <laughs> those are the the big questions. I'll be a bad cop if needed.
1: I'm really interested to see how this plays out. I have yeah. no idea.
0: Yeah, <laughs> to be determined. I
1: can't see how you would be bad cop. Oh, I'll but... be a bad cop. I appreciate you taking that role. (laughs) Go for it.
0: Yeah, just even talking about raising the child, how we're going to raise it. um, I mean, it's like conversations we've never had before. And so what are um, also like like uh, personally how we feel, like is this the right way or is this the right way? So it'll be interesting.
1: Um, It'll take a lot of teamwork.
0: It'll take a lot of teamwork, yeah. When the baby's young, like, it's still not producing, like, the antibodies and stuff like that. So it can get sick a lot faster. And so I, I guess I'm really, I'm scared of just, like, that first couple years where their immune system's not up to take on the world and all, everything that's out there. The fuel for the fire is just, like, the overload of information. Um, as far as, like uh, like, the sicknesses and everything that babies can get and uh, i mean it is good to have like an overload um to have that information available um thank you google we just have to go with the flow yeah there's no sense in worrying and worrying and worrying my baby's going to have this or or what is this little rash and stuff like that so i think we're just going to take it slow and we'll we'll figure it out as we go so i mean we've we've all survived and a lot of the information that's out today, wasn't back then. So I think, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, we have a good I mean, chance.
1: At Mom least. ate lunch meat, so <laughs> there you go. Yep. At the end of the day, there is a lot of information that that's thrown at you, whether it's in your Facebook news feed or just in your email, friends, coworkers, advice. It's it's a lot to handle, and I think that knowing that going in might be helpful I wasn't expecting to get hit with so much information when I was pregnant. And I work in an industry of social media and news. So I think that just goes to show you how much is out there and how much you will have to deal with when you're pregnant. I hope this podcast makes people realize that the experience is so fun. It's really weird. Weird things happen to your body. You go through crazy ups and crazy downs, but it's totally worth it. I hope that as I share how I'm navigating this, helps somebody else navigate it too. Last question. Why did you want to be a mom?
2: I always wanted to have kids. I always assumed I would be a mom. I grew up with a brother and sister, so there were three of us. We had a happy, wonderful childhood. I love kids. I love babies, you know, like people will come into a party that I've never met and they'll bring their baby and I'm like, hi, I'm Mary. It's nice to meet you. Can I hold your baby? (laughs) I just
3: love them. It just feels natural. It just feels like the most natural thing in the world to have a child um, and to share my life and what I've learned and lessons and legacy and things like that. You know, my husband and I, we just, we just have so much love to give It just felt like we needed to pour that out. And having a child just seemed like the logical way to do that.
2: What's your answer to your question, Ashley?
3: You know, my mom always
1: told me that her greatest accomplishment was being a mom. I know the relationship that we have and the bond that we have, and family's so important to me. I want want to have that too. It is a hard question to answer because i it's different for everyone. And I also feel inexperienced because I don't know what being a mom is yet. But I'm excited to find out.
2: Yeah, that's why it's cool to hear Desire's answer because, like, mine is just a guess. But when she's here, will I have a different answer of why I wanted to be a mom I mean, now that I know what it's like, you know? And you have Zoe and you know.
3: It is so, I mean... You have a lot of things that you're imagining and it's whimsical and fun. But when they get here, it is a true test of a lot of things, <laughs> including your emotions and all the, the-, the things that you theorized early on. But I think for me, it really it was a rush of emotions. I mean, don't tell me about a news story about a little child getting hurt. I cannot handle it mm-hmm. anymore. I just don't have the stomach for it. Yeah. I just can't. There's so many things that just make me so emotional now, and, and, and that's all Zoe. I used to be really kind of like, cry, baby, you know, but that's me now. She just puts such a, it's just this uncontrollable rush, this pouring out of emotion, and and it's, it has everything to do with being a mom and being there for someone and someone really depending on you for everything. Mm-hmm. So it's... You will see for yourselves. I mean, I can't tell you, but you will see. I, I think it does change. And it's nothing that you could prepare for or even really imagine. I mean, don't you have kids so they can help you with chores? Isn't that the idea? Hey, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Somebody's got to get that remote. Yeah. There you go.
2: I can't reach it right now. <laughs> Somebody has to get it for me. Exactly. One of my um, close friends that has triplets, she told me like on her bedside table toward the end of her pregnancy was like, A big glass of water, a huge bottle of Tums, tissues, and like one of those clippers that, like, you know, sometimes they look like sharks, and you can squeeze them. And she could like reach down and pick things up with her little like thing, you know, (laughs) like the clasper. And I'm like, I need that right now. (laughs) I need that for the remote.
3: I can't understand that.
1: (laughs) Due date is a podcast series leading up to my, you guessed it, due date. Thank you all so much for listening. If you rate and review the show on iTunes, it will help more people find it. The next episode will be out next Friday on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Connect with me on Twitter at AshleyMayTweets.